In this week's Torah portion, Moshe instructs the nation regarding the commandment of Minui Melech, appointing a king. Upon entering the land of Israel, says Moshe, and settling it and living in it, when you think about having a king like all the nations around you, indeed, says the verse, you shall set a king over you, one whom God chooses, and he will be from among your brothers, not a foreigner, over you, who is not your brother. There's a question around this commandment of Minui Melech appointing a king. When finally the nation asked of the prophet Shmuel to appoint a king, to give them a king, it upset Shmuel greatly, and God too was discontented with their request, and said to Shmuel the prophet, they have come to despise me. If it's a mitzvah whose performance God commanded the nation, then why? In fact, this mitzvah is quoted in the Tractate of Sanhedrin as the first of the three mitzvot commandments which were given upon entering the land of Israel, which tells us that it was a very important commandment, more important even than the specific mitzvot, which could be fulfilled only upon entering the land of Israel. And if their request for a king at that time was so disturbing and inappropriate, why then does God instruct Shmuel to respond to their request and to choose a king to rule the nation? Hasidus explains that there are two purposes in appointing a king. One is a higher purpose, and one, so to speak, a lower purpose. The most basic reason for appointing a king over people is, as the Mishnah states, Without the fear of governance, people would consume one another. In other words, there would be anarchy. The king ensures that his constituents behave appropriately. Of course, people understand that there's a way to conduct themselves, yet the eye sees things that it wants, the heart desires them, therefore there's a need for an authoritative figure like a king whose word is feared and who can keep people on the straight and narrow. Then there is a higher purpose for people who are living consciously and where the mind always rules the heart. They have no need for a king to impose gubernatorial fear. Rather, there are things that only a king who is appointed because he has characteristics and attributes that transcend those of the people can grasp. He then serves as their commander regarding specific behaviors which they follow, obeying his rule. This is the inner intention of appointing a king over the nation of Israel. Our master and king is God himself, and an appointed king of flesh and blood is an intermediary who reveals God's sovereignty to the nation. As Jews, we are believers by inherent nature. We understand and can feel that our life flows from God's sovereignty. This awareness should awaken a complete alignment with God's will. But when this alignment is lacking, there's a need for a human king whose position of sovereignty awakens this awe and alignment for the king of kings, for God himself. So when our actions are as they should be as a people, and when we are on our own aligned with God's will, the fulfillment of, of appointing a king brings the nation to a higher point yet, to a level which we cannot achieve on our own to a point beyond our grasp that an appointed king can draw down 
to the nation. This influence that flows from the king will then awaken for our nation an even higher form of awe and alignment with God beyond that which we can understand or grasp. Accordingly, we can answer the question we asked about Shmuel's deep disappointment in our nation's insistence for a king and God's displeasure. The prophet Shmuel wanted the nation to be in a situation of hitbatlut nullification and complete alignment with God's will on their own. He wanted they, sh they should not actually need a king, that a king would only serve to arouse them to an ever higher level of being nullified before God, to a point of yira ilah, transcendent awe. But their request was for a king who will rule us like all the nations, a king who will help avert anarchy and lack of governance among the people. This request obviously points to a lack of Yerat Shamayim, a lack of fear of heaven, which a Jew should have on his own. This elicited God's response of, and they have despised me. In other words, they were sorely lacking in Yerat Shamayim. Obviously, despite God's disappointment, he responded with the instruction to Shmuel to appoint a king. For if for whatever reason the nation is lacking in fear of heaven, despite the fact that a Jew should get there on his or her own without a king of flesh and blood, one cannot wait for this to develop and leave a Jew without a sense of awe of heaven, God forbid. This required the immediate appointment of a king and the Jews' acceptance of his sovereignty to give support to that which is lacking. And this way, with time, full nullification before God and awe would develop. Ultimately, to the higher level of alignment with the divine will, which develops through being a subject to a king. Everything teaches us a lesson in divine service. Despite the fact that we have no king in our exiled reality, our sages teach that one should appoint for oneself a Ra, a Rav, an advisor, a guide. The lesson taught in this discussion of requesting a king and it being the wrong time spiritually, but God agreeing and instructing that a king be appointed, is that there are those who assume that when it comes to menial things, they don't need a Rav, as they can make or reach decisions on their own. But the Mishnah tells us, Make for yourself a point, a Rav, that every Jew requires a Rav. Perhaps, though, some think that one needs a Rav regarding loftier issues, but insofar as simpler issues, they have faith in themselves and don't feel the need to receive guidance from a Rav. Even though quite a lengthy period of time has passed and may, one may still find themselves in a fairly lowly situation, he may still think that this isn't something you go to a rob for. He figures he'll wait for some spirit of inspiration to hit, and it'll inspire his fear of God to be as it should be, and he'll repair everything that needs spiritual repair on his own. The lesson of appointing a king in its spiritual state, as we can only do today, is found in this issue when a person God forbid rejecting God, or there is even a possibility that that will become the case. Fear of a king is what is called for, and with immediacy. There are those who say they can't find a personal rob, those who say this need to know 
that this is an excuse coming from the Yetzer, from their evil inclination. Because a Jew is always able to find another Jew who has more love for another Jew than he himself does, and more love of God than he himself does, and thus can serve as his mentor. But effort and work needs to be put into this search until one does find their Rav. A person may not depend on themselves only. They must have a Rav. And if one puts in honest effort, they will find a Rav. And his Rav will, so to speak, introduce him to the portions that the king would read to the gathered nation. The portions of the Shema, Vahoya and Vayomer, the lesson of acceptance of the yoke of heaven in the Shema. Then the message of fulfilling God's commandments and the blessings that will result from that. And then when the Rav has awakened his lower self of alignment with God and awe of God, they will continue and his Rav will inspire his higher awe and fear of God. This is all really about the days of waiting the arrival of our righteous Redeemer, Mashiach Tzidkenu, who will be both Rav, a mentor, a teacher, a guide, and Melech, King Moshiach.